Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. How are you doing? This is Simon Scholes here, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Uh, today, as always, we're going to be listening to the audio back from this morning's Days Confused and Generally Buggered, which is my daily live video, which I'm putting out all the time at the moment to try and help answer your social media and video questions that you have uh, burning inside you right now during this craziness that we're all called lockdown and COVID-19. Uh, don't forget, if you are interested, you can sponsor the live daily broadcast and all the content that comes from it, including this podcast, uh, for a weekly basis. So please do get in touch if you're interested in that. My email address is in the section below. And without further ado, shall we get started? The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great content ideas. Good afternoon and how are you diddling welcome to another broadcast that's in the way a little bit there isn't it there we go uh, how are you diddling you doing good excellent me too thank you very much for asking sorry for the slightly delayed episode today it is a bank holiday monday and uh, life got a little bit in the way saying that i mean the little toddler got a little bit in the way but anyway we're here now we're ready to get started uh, good morning to everybody who's joining us on um Instagram live. Excellent. Hello to Rick Adams, old friend. Hello, Rick. Uh, hello to Miles, who's joined us as well. Uh, Morgan, too. Thank you very much. And anybody else who's joined us this morning on any of the, the other platforms we're live on, which is Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, we're everywhere. Okay, uh, so as always, this is an episode of Days Confused and Generally Buggered, uh, my daily live show talking to you and answering your questions about social media, about video, trying to help you get your brand, your content out there to a wider audience so that when we come out the other side of all this craziness, you've got a bigger brand to play with and a potential of more customers wanting to buy what it is that you do fingers crossed. So, um, as always, the questions are open. If you've got any questions you'd like to ask me at all on whatever platform you're watching on, stick them in the comments right now. I'll get to see them either on my phone or on the screen, and uh, we'll answer as many questions as we can as possible. And also today, I want to talk to you about podcasting, and in particular, because I've seen this coming up recently, how to get guests on a podcast. I cannot believe I've seen people selling a course for this. I really cannot. Um, the information's out there for free. I'm going to give you the information for free anyway. Um, there's not. It's not exactly brain surgery. I'll be absolutely honest with you. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cover off how to get guests on your podcast. So if you are podcasting or looking to start a podcast, or maybe creating other content that you want to repurpose into a podcast, and you'd like to get other people to join you on that podcast. It's a lot easier than than you would ever imagine. I mean, the, the first thing to say really is, have you considered just asking people? That is a, a big thing, really, for me, is actually asking people to be on your podcast. Whoever you want to be on your podcast, doesn't matter how big, ask them. There is a potential that if you ask in the right way, they may well come back and say, absolutely not a problem i'd love to be on your podcast so you just never know hello to heidi who's just joined us as well on instagram live but i've got a few um little tips that i'm going to take you through just simple little hints to help you find those guests for your podcast because obviously you don't necessarily want everybody but i mean the main thing like i say is ask but let's go through and backwards a little bit and go through nine other really simple points the first one is build an initial guest list. 
Now, that can be people you know, so friends who might want to be on your on your actual podcast, especially if they're connected in the same industry, or anybody who you've connected with when you've gone networking, maybe old customers and um, people who have raved about what it is that you do in the past who would be more than happy to create content with you and help you actually get your podcast out to a wider audience because that's the whole point of having people on your podcast in the first place is actually getting people on who will then potentially share your podcast with their audience so more people can get to see the content so for example recently um, i was on a podcast with ant knight who's just joined us actually on instagram hello Ant, and hello tracy um and when Ant put out his Facebook Live, I shared it with people so people knew I was going on his Facebook Live, and when the audio comes off that and becomes a podcast, I will share the audio with my audience so more people get to know about his podcast going live with me on it. And that's what you want. You want your guests to be the type of people who will not only give value to your audience, but also potentially share your content so that there's a chance of it reaching a wider audience. That's why we all collab. We want to talk to new people. We want to talk to a wider audience. And a great way of doing that is getting those people who you're collabing with to share the content. So build that initial guest list. Make it friends if they're connected in the same way as you are or are happy to chat about the industry that you work in because they do something similar or maybe they're completely different but they want help on what it is that you've got knowledge about also those connections that you've met at local networking and then start leveraging people that you you want to interview so you've you've got all this content that you've already created with the friends and the people you've networked with take that content and share it with other people who you'd like to have on your podcast maybe slightly smaller creators and speak to them and just say look i've done this with bob and I'd like to do it with you, Fiona. Is there any chance you'd be interested in being on my podcast, being a guest? If you don't ask, you don't get. And that's a, that's a big thing in life, unfortunately. So you're going to have to start asking people. You're going to have to start putting yourself out there for that potential of somebody turning around and going, no. Or even more so, which I find quite a lot when I'm asking people to be on my podcast, just ignoring me completely. You've just got to get over yourself. Your, your ego's got to be pushed out the door. You cannot give a shit about people just ignoring you completely. So create some podcasts with people who are willing to be on it and then use those to try and leverage those people who you'd like to be on it. Now, like I say, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have to be massive creators who are going to bring a huge audience. Let's face it, what have you got to offer anybody like Grant Cardone or uh, Mel Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk? That's not to say they will always say no to being on your content, but I would approach two or three of those kind of people and approach a lot smaller um, creators, and there's a lot more of those out there. And the next one is attend events. So go to networking events, like bigger networking events. I don't just mean like your local ones, but I mean these big conventions where people go to, they sit down and meet businesses from around the country or around the region. There's loads of them happen around in the UK. They happen in America as well. There was just recently um, an online one uh, for small businesses in America. Um, so I know these things are happening. So just get yourself involved into them. And um, yeah, you just, you never know who you're going to talk to. You never know if you're sat down with somebody, you just find them really compelling. If you say to them, look, I do a podcast. Is, do you fancy being on it and having a chat? they're more than likely going to say yes. And this is exactly what Ant's just said as well. Ask the question, more say yes than no. And they do. And for the main reason that they see it as publicity as well. It's a chance for them to talk about their business and it not cost them anything. And they're talking to a new audience. 
why would you not want to be on somebody's podcast? There's a chance that they might say no, but they're more likely to say yes. Also, find people on Amazon who are writing books in the same genre of people that you want to talk to. And because those new books, when they're going to come out or when they've been released or they've got them on the free listing and they're about to make them paid for, those people are also likely to want to publicize their book. So they want to publicize what it is that they do. Great. Get them in on your podcast. Contact them and just say, I've seen you've got a new book coming out. Would you like to come and join me on my podcast? We can have a chat about your book, chat about what you do and how it ties in with what my podcast is generally about. And then you could do the same thing on iTunes as well. Find people who create podcasts that are related to what it is that your podcast is about. So for me, my podcast is about social media and helping smaller businesses create content. So I would go and search content creators and social media podcasts and all those kind of things and contact people who are creating content of the same ilk and just say, look, this is my podcast. Would you like to come and join me on there? So that's like five really simple points. Then the next one, go and search blogs as well. Now, you know I'm all about trying to create content for everybody. So there's going to be people out there creating blogs in your industry as well. So reach out to them, ask if they'd like to be part of your podcast. Maybe they don't even have a podcast of their own, but they'd like to talk, to, talk about you on their blog and be on your podcast. Brilliant. A little bit of symbiotic collaboration there. And that's really cool. Uh, there's a and it's just saying here i interviewed someone who did well on the apprentice who i met in an event exactly just meeting people you just never know uh, especially if you don't ask um the next one is uh try and make a connection online so if you can't get to events which obviously we can't right now there are online networking events there are online conventions but those lines of communication aren't so easy at online events because you're not walking past somebody in a big hall and going oh hello and um, what do you do because it, it's just not happening at networking events there are one or two where people are set up networking events where you sit in a room and maybe at a table and then you move tables and so on and so forth and it's all virtual which is really cool but these events are far and few between so what you can do instead is start reaching out on social media. That's what social media is for, being social. I know it's a strange concept, but being social on social media is so powerful. And you creating a connection with somebody, just reaching out and enjoying somebody's content, commenting on it, so on and so forth, building that connection, building that um, rapport between you and the brand or the business or the person, and then eventually reaching out and just going, look, we've been chatting a while. I've got a podcast. Would you like to come on my podcast and chat about what it is that you do? And maybe I can throw some help in your direction with my area of expertise as well. And that person, again, is most likely going to say yes, unless they're really, really completely against trying to get their business out there to a new audience, which most people aren't. There is um, a couple of others. Um, the next one is use a podcast guest service. There are lots of them out there. I'm not going to go through them all. I'm part of one as well. Um, I'm not going to mention it because, well, the, there are loads out there that you can go and find. But there's these different services that people sign up for, um, and some of them are free, like the one I'm part of. Some of them are paid for. And you sign up and you say, yep, I want to be a guest. This is what I'll talk about, blah, 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 blah. And they put it into an email and send it out to people who run podcasts every single week. And then people will reach out to you or somebody else saying, look, I, I really enjoyed reading your story. Would you fancy coming on my podcast? And we can talk about that and tie it into what I do and vice versa. Um, and that's a really great way of doing this kind of thing as well find podcast guest services literally just go onto google 
and search that particular title, you will find people who you would never have thought of, but could make a great podcast for your content. And they're crying out to be used because they're already asking, can you use me on your podcast? So you're in a great position. And the final main point for most people who are um, having content created with them, so for most people who are going to be a guest on a podcast, what are the benefits to them? We are human. We are a little bit greedy at times. And so make the benefits obvious. Even if it's just going, uh, hi, Steve, hope you're well. I've got a podcast and it's listened to by 3,000 people every single month. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in being on it. You're not really waxing lyrical about how many people are watching it or how many people are listening, but just showing those benefits, making it fairly obvious to them that there is going to be a benefit of being on the podcast, especially if they're bigger than you as a creator. If you are um, reaching out to somebody and you've got a podcast and they're an Instagrammer and they've got 30,000 people for them on Instagram and you've got a podcast that's getting like, I don't know, 10,000 people listening to it a month, that's a half decent figure, then you've got that opportunity of just throwing that in there. It makes them interested because they're going, okay, 10,000 people, even if I got like a 5% offshoot of that, that's a potential like another 500 people coming to see my content um, on Instagram. That's worth doing. And hopefully they'll come and have a chat and, and talk to you. Um, so make the benefits obvious to those bigger creators. The smaller ones still make it obvious, but it, it doesn't matter so much. I'm probably more than likely happy to be on your content. And as an ant said, somebody who did really well on The Apprentice, obviously going to have quite a, a high audience threshold on most of his social media channels, was still happy to be on a slightly smaller channel because they just saw the benefits and Anne was speaking to them and they had a connection and so on and so forth. So you just never know where that connection could lead you if you start making some sort of connection, especially on social media at the moment. Like I say, getting face-to-face, -face, difficult. Not really the easiest thing in the world right now. So definitely uh, reaching out and uh, saying hello. Um, right, okay. That's kind of my tips for getting, getting guests on your podcast. You don't need to pay for however expensive the course is. You just needed 10 minutes of me saying, basically reach out and speak to people, find the people you want to talk to and ask them. Don't be lazy. Get off your ass, send an email, pick up the phone, send a message on social media and ask them. Try and build a connection with them first if you possibly can do. And when we do get out of all this crazy shit, go and meet them in face-to-face -face at different networking events and uh, just see what they'll say. They can only say no. It's not the end of the world, is it? It's like a sell. If you're trying to sell somebody, what's the worst they can say? No, thanks. Okay, thanks very much. Glad you uh, were upfront with me and honest. There you go. Simple as that. Okay. Um, we're going to go through some questions in a minute. If you've got any questions at all, whatever platform you're on, stick them into the comments. I'll do my best to answer them, like I say, as always. Right. Let's have a look what's happening in the comments here. Um, Chris Davis is asking the question, what is the advantage of posting on Facebook Live rather than preparing a video and uploading it to Facebook after you've polished it? It prefers Facebook Live, effectively. It's their built-in software. It's something that they came up with um, generally before anybody else was kind of launching anything where it was a live product. There was Google Hangouts, but it wasn't really the same thing. Um, and so, yeah, Facebook Live, they will push that content harder to a wider audience if you are keeping people engaged with the content. If somebody is literally clicking on 
then clicking back off again, then they're not engaged with the content. It's like a bounce on your website. It doesn't look good to the, the analytics. However, if they jump onto your website, take some of the content in, search to another page, take more of that in, then that's what Google likes. And it's the same with Facebook Live. If Facebook sees somebody watching your video and they get to three or four minutes and they've watched three or four minutes, then it goes, okay, this person's quite interested. I'll maybe push it out to a bit more of their audience because they're saying they're watching it. So we'll push it out to them and I'll push it out to the person whose broadcast it is as well, push it to a bit more of their audience. Then that person watches for another three or four minutes and it pushes out a little bit further. And then another three or four minutes and it pushes out a little bit further. So basically the algorithm will prefer a Facebook Live. I'm also a big advocate of Facebook Live because it stops you from trying to create perfect content because so many people will pick up the phone, start creating a piece of content and stop because it's not right. And then they'll start again and then they'll stop another two minutes later because it's not right. And then they'll do it for about half an hour and then they'll get sick and tired of doing it and they'll put the phone down and then they'll try and do it again the next day and the next day and the next day. And before you know it, you've gone five days and posted absolutely nothing on your social media all because you're aiming for perfection rather than aiming to give value. Now, I know you're trying to give value in that perfect content, but a lot of people will aim for perfection rather than just going with the flow and just cracking on and doing it. So that's why I'm a big advocate of Facebook Live. It scares the crap out of a lot of people, which is why my whole How to Nine Times Your Social Media process is about going into the Facebook Live prepared, hence the five Ps. Preparation prevents piss poor performance. If you go into it prepared, you know what you're going to be talking about. You know what your bullet points are. You know your story, the flow of what you're going to be talking about. You know you're in. You know you're out. You're sorted. And that's why I have the whole process in the flow that I have it, because the Facebook Live is probably one of the more integral pieces. The blog is like the starting gate. The Facebook Live is like the meat and bones, because once you've got that, then you can download it and you can do so much more with it. And it just gets you away from that perfection need rather than just going, just cracking on. If you fall over your words, so what? You crack on, you keep going. You're only human. If you accidentally swear because you made a mistake and you go, oh, I didn't mean to do that, shit. So what? You just move on, you crack on. And slowly but surely you will improve as a presenter anyway. So 100% Facebook Live is my passion, is what I try to get people to do because it's so much more powerful to the algorithm and also it is something that will just get you away from stopping and starting, stopping and starting, stopping and starting, and aiming for that perfect content all the time. Okay, let's have a look at what other questions we've got coming in. I had some questions yesterday, and let's have a look if there's anything on Instagram. Not right now, but if you do have any questions on Instagram, feel free to uh, chuck them into the comments. And the same if you're watching on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, or on Facebook. Okay. Email questions. Uh, Chris, my goal is to be an MMA fighter, but also I want to build an audience on my YouTube channel. How do I promote my channel the right way? Okay, I think rather than promoting it, you just need to think about the value you can give. Not many, and I, I can't think of really any at the moment. There's probably some that I have never seen, but I can't think of any MMA fighters who are creating regular content on social media showing the behind the scenes of becoming an MMA fighter. Those people who've already made it, people know what they've had to go through. They kind of know their story a little bit. But to actually show your story on video in like a blog, in a vlog, you know, like maybe a two or three times a week vlog, 
showing the training you're going through, showing some of the fights that you've got to get into, maybe the training up to the fights, how your fitness levels are going, what you do with injuries, um, and also now and again just sneaking in some particular training schemes that people might find interesting to try out themselves. So you're drawing in on that fitness crowd as well. I think that would be a huge opportunity for you because there's so much value there and it plays into the hands of the voyeuristic age those people who want to see behind the scenes those people who want to see what happens between different things everybody loves things like big brother and love island and all that kind of stuff because they like to see what's happening behind the scenes when people forget that there's a camera rolling what's going on and so it's not all that polished. I'm in a fight, and this is what's this is what's happening, and I've just won the fight. Quids in. It is the I've just sweated my sack off. I've been throwing up in a corner. I had an injury in my shoulder. This is the treatment I had to go through. This is the diet I have to do to make sure that I'm in top condition before I start fighting. People will want all of that behind the scenes information, and they want all of that to then paint that picture, create that connection with you so that when you fight, they know what you've gone through and all that kind of stuff. So look at people like Conor McGregor. Everybody knows his history, his background. So when everybody who's an MMA fan anyway. So think about that for yourself and the content you could be creating right now. And you could do that across all the platforms quite easily. Quick, short videos on TikTok showing a session. Same on Snapchat. Longer form vlog content on uh, YouTube and on Facebook. Don't forget to change your aspect ratios on Facebook. It doesn't work quite so well uh, with the 1080p kind of aspect ratio. But just, yeah, you could put that content all over the place. Instagram. Oh, on Twitter, even on LinkedIn to a point when you're trying to gain commercial sponsors and all that kind of stuff and corporate sponsors. Yeah, there's a huge opportunity there for you, Chris. You've just got to be a bit more ballsy and pick up a camera and crack on and create some content, definitely. And if I can help in any other way, just uh, just let me know. But yeah, I think that's so much opportunity there, massively. Okay, uh, Jane asking the question, I've been thinking about starting a travel biz that connects customers directly with the suppliers, private guides, etc. but think this falls under the one-time only sale model, so wondering where I could add more value. Why does it fall under the one-time only sale model? Because surely you would do it to different places, different areas. You wouldn't just go, here's the directory of everybody. You would just You would get people to buy a directory for the place they're visiting. So, for example, recently, well, before COVID all kicked off, Susanna and I went to Seville with Max, and we had a few days in Seville. So there would have been nothing better than a great directory, which was go and find Steve. He's a great guide and will take you around the royal palaces and the cathedral. And not only that, if you buy his time, he will get you a discount on the entries into those particular features as well. That kind of stuff... It's huge for people. So, yeah, I don't think it has to be a one-time only purchase. I think you just need to step back and think a little bit more about it. How can you get people and market it in such a way that they will be willing to pay just for the place that they're going to visit or just for the country that they're going to visit? And obviously, you could have different packages and different prices. So I'm going to visit I'm going to visit Seville. Fine. Here's the Seville small-time package. I'm going to visit Spain. Okay. Here's the package for a country. Okay, I'm going to visit Europe from America. Okay, here's the continent package and those kind of things and just price it forthwith and stuff. But I think I think you've got a huge opportunity there to, 
to charge more than once, definitely. I don't think you need to worry about that. It's a, a buy only once time kind of thing. No, no way. Uh, hello to Mary, who's just joined us on Instagram Live. Thank you very much, Mary, for popping in. Uh, if you've got any questions, all those people who are new to the broadcast right now, stick them into the comments. Uh, we'll do our best to uh, answer them. Um, okay, here's one connected to podcasts uh, coming from King Kumar. How do I grow a podcast? You tell people it actually exists is the honest answer with you. Um and you need to be creating consistent content and giving value. I mean, you've got all the other aspects of general show, social media in there. You've got to be consistent. You've got to be patient. You've got to give value. There's no real sales to it. Um, and you've got to be compelling as well with the message that you're getting across. But take all that out of it. How do you then take that podcast that you've created that's already great and get more people to see it and hear it? Tell them about it. Start posting the content on other channels. Don't be afraid to tell people about it on LinkedIn or on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook or on Snapchat or on TikTok. Tell people this content actually exists. Again, it's a bit like asking people to be a guest on your podcast. If you don't ask, you don't get. It's the same as trying to get people to listen to your podcast. If you don't tell them it exists, how the hell are they meant to know? They don't have a clue. It's like the story I said yesterday about the accountant who wrote two blogs, put them on his website, and expected that to draw in audience. So what? Just because you've got something on your website doesn't mean people are automatically going to find you, and just having a podcast doesn't mean people are automatically going to find your podcast. You could be lucky if you've written your description and your tags correctly that an audience could organically find you, why would you not tell other people about it? All these other social media channels that are available to you, even if you've got 20 people following you on each social media channel, you tell those 20 people on every social media channel, that's potentially like 120, 140 people on all the main basic uh, social media channels that you're telling. Hopefully you'll get a 5% um, hit rate. So maybe like an, another four, five, six, seven people listening to your content on a regular basis and just by the fact that you were telling them and do it every time don't be afraid every time you put a podcast out i've got a new podcast out have you subscribed yet if you haven't hit the subscribe button go and check it out on whatever platform that suits you tell people that it actually exists if you don't tell people you exist on social media nobody is ever going to find you because it's a very different beast to how it was 12 years ago when youtube launched and there was a handful of people on there creating content on a regular basis. It's it's not like that now anymore. Everybody wants to be an influencer. Not everybody can be an influencer, but you could influence in your marketplace. So yeah, there you go, King Umar. That's how you grow a podcast. You tell people it actually exists. I don't know what your podcast is about, but tell people it's there, and hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll want to have a listen, and they'll have a listen, and then subscribe. Or have a listen and go, I might come back to that and have another listen and then potentially subscribe. But yeah, there you go. That's how you grow a podcast. Anyway, right, we've been going for nearly half an hour and it is a gloriously sunny day outside. So I do appreciate, thank you very much uh, for joining me in the sunshine. If you're sat in your back garden watching, fine. Whatever, you're catching the rays and you're getting some quality value-based content as well. But if you're sat inside, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day to sit down and uh, watch this live broadcast. Um, I'll give us a couple of minutes just to see if there's any more questions going to pop in to any of the channels at all. If you've got any questions about social media or video, it doesn't have to be purely about podcast. Stick them in the comments now. 
I'll do my best to answer them uh, before the end of the broadcast. But if I don't answer them before the end of the broadcast, we will put them in tomorrow's show. Or uh, if you prefer, if you don't want to put your hand up in the air, because I know so many people don't like to put the hand up in the classroom, feel free to drop me an email. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen right now on both the live and the replay. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, don't worry. I know you can't see a screen, but you can still scroll down into your description box and click on the email link that is in there instead. Okay, thank you so much for watching today. As always, if you're brand new, please do hit the subscribe button. Uh, make sure you don't miss out on any of the content in the future. And also hit that share button as well. If you are happy to just move your mouse or your thumb ever so slightly to one side and click share, that would be amazing. Get more people consuming this content on a daily basis. And if you're listening to the podcast, leave a rating, uh, leave a comment, say how amazing it is, and then we'll build an audience on there too. Anyway, thanks ever so much as always. And until tomorrow, don't know what time, hopefully about 11.30ish, I will um, I will say have a great day. Enjoy your bank holiday afternoon in the UK. And if you're not in the UK, um, just enjoy your day, whatever. Stay safe, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.